If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Phil. And I'm Jane. Welcome to Unhinged and Bumbled Up, the relatable dating podcast. We've both done therapy and you have really gotten to what was what and come to a new place. I think it can be great. I would say in my 37 years of doing this, I have rarely seen that happen. And instead, people get back with an ex and the same old resentments are there. Hello and welcome to Unhinged and Mumbled Up. I'm Phil, she's Jane, and today we're joined by Abby Medcalf. Now, unfortunately, the intro got lost in the internet and we can't play it for you, but we're going to get straight into it. Now, Abby is a TED speaker, uh, she's a relationship maven, she is a psychologist, and she's just absolutely amazing on everything like we talk about how the brain and actually the science behind it and not just reasons that we believe so this episode and next episode will be all abby so sit back relax and enjoy let's talk about what everyone's come here to talk about the breakup um now we've all seen the film well i've seen the film with jennifer aniston and oh what's this his is name? Uh, vince what's... Vaughn. Vince yes vince yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. break up um, yeah so good yeah yeah i and... want you to want to put away the dishes yeah it's <laughs> the best line ever in movie history yeah <laughs> um, so breakups i think everyone listening's probably been through them um what what happens when we go for a breakup like psychologically <laughs> because abby they do say well, you go through all the kind of stages of grief right is that do you agree with that you know no <laughs> i don't at all um i actually because even the stages of grief haven't been kind of proven as the stages of grief mm-hmm. um you know that 
the book got written, all the stuff got out there. And then when they actually scientifically tested those stages, they're, they don't really test. Um, but yeah. I, I like them. I love the stages grief. They're great. You know, I think they have a lot of merit, but no, I don't, I think it depends on the breakup. And that's the whole thing is that, you know, I'm, I'm divorced and my ex and I get along great. And we, and his wife, I love, oh, wow. I, I, you know, I love my current partner's ex-wife. She, she and I were texting this morning. Like it does not, you, you can decide how it is. And yeah. I think there's just such a culture of that. We're supposed to hate our exes. It's supposed to be bad. Yeah. It's supposed to be bitter. And so we make that happen. It's uh, that is a psychological thing called confirmation bias, where we confirm the things we believe we like to our brain likes to do that likes to keep us safe. Yeah. And you can make whatever you want. Even at my wedding, I my, my husband had his, had an ex-girlfriend there who had been there and she made me the nicest wedding album ever. Like it was so much nicer than what the photographer did. I mean, <laughs> we had exes at our wedding. Like, I don't know what to say. You can choose this. This isn't cause I'm so special or I know something different. This is something you can choose. Mm -hmm. And I've been through many breakups and I, I spoke to every, you know, not maybe right away, not in the next day, you know, you, sometimes you have to get through something, but if you love, think about it, you know, you loved this person and now you hate this person. It, it's so, it's it, it, yeah, it doesn't it? <laughs> really, you know, work. And especially like Phil, we were talking, you know, you have an ex-wife, you have a child. It's yeah. like, it, it's very important that you work at this because you're yeah. always going to be, you're always going to be a family. The fact that you're not a couple anymore is whatever. Mm -hmm. but we're always in each of his life always, forever. Right? Yep. You know, we make sure we do family pictures every year, things like that. I want my kids to always see everybody together. But beyond that, you know, I think, so I think it's expectation is the first things first. And then the other thing that happens is we, again, we tend to get into patterns um, where we sort of date the same person over Absolutely. and over, although they look different, don't they? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they look really different. And, and that's why actually I have this kind of sort of a uh, little process I take people through so that you can truly, um, not keep repeating the same thing because that's really what it's about. And really, if you're repeating, you're the common denominator. So mm -hmm. being angry at all these other people doesn't really get you anywhere. And it also puts all of the the power though, you know, in someone else's hands, which is insane. So uh, I know the biggest thing I always get is uh, closure. Everybody wants closure. Yes. yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And, and I'm like, honey, closure does not exist. There is no closure. There's only closure with yourself. So whenever we look to the other person, it's really getting into a victim thing. It is right. Cause mm -hmm. I'm waiting for them to do something. Yeah. I'm not happy until you do something. So I am now in victim mode. And I will say quick, actually, I'm going to go here really quick. Um, I use this, uh, kind of filter to know if I'm being healthy or unhealthy in a relationship. Right. And I, and I remember it by the acronym verb, but with two R's. Yeah. So if I'm acting like a victim or if the other person is, yeah. Right. If the other person is acting like a victim, I, I might as well stop this conversation. It's like talking to a drunk person. Right. You know how drunk people don't really remember the conversation later. Yep. But can seem OK in the moment. Yeah. Um, so acting like a victim, acting entitled. That's the E acting like I'm entitled to any. I'm not. I'm not. And nor are they. Uh, the first R is reading minds. <laughs> you can't read anyone else's mind and they can't nope. read yours. 
So I know we think we can. I know what he's going to say, so I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should know what I want for my birthday. We've been we've been together for five years, right? All BS. Yeah. All yep. <laughs> okay. All crap. So if you, you know, you got to say something if you want it. You can't just, well, he knew what he meant. He knew what he was saying when he said that. He knew that was going to upset me. It's it's all mind reading. You got to stop. The other R is rescuing, waiting to be rescued, waiting for someone else to like, you know, get closure, someone else to say it's okay, someone else to do something. And the B in verb is blame. If you're blaming anyone else for anything in your life, you're screwed. Yeah. So. And again, if I'm in a conversation and anyone is doing that to me, I also know, I'm like, oh, this is, and it, I have used this filter for probably 25 years and it has been always so helpful in helping me know, because you know, in a moment you get caught in something and you're not sure, it's like, oh, is it, isn't it? It feels funny, but I'm not sure if I can trust myself and I don't know. And so for me, if I, I can go through that really quickly and go, boom, I need to stop this conversation. This, yeah. is, this is not helping me or them, and I need to get out. That's amazing. So verb everybody with two R's. I know. I know with two R's. <laughs> and Adam, yeah, it's, I think- well, it's helpful if you sort of have something. The special guest segment. Lights, camera, action. This is the special guest segment because, hey, who doesn't like to make a guest feel special by giving them their own segment? Just listen and find out. It's great. On to the next segment, which is our special <laughs> it's our special guest segment that we are calling Ask Abby. And we've asked our followers on Instagram any questions they want to ask you so jane do you want to take it away i do an ask dr abby on my podcast so i love it abby Abby. is a doctor by the way we forgot to mention this she is a doctor oh yeah you know (laughs) okay dr abby you can see i'm caught up so dr abby and a question from one of the our followers why does our ex seem to want us more after we break up but then less when we get back together so what's your kind of what's your answer for that yeah so I did a whole podcast on this. <laughs> so there, this is brain chemistry at work. And a lot of this is the work of uh, Helen Fisher, who's a biological anthropologist. If anyone, you know, her TED talk is incredible. She actually works with match.com, mm-hmm. making their algorithms more scientific. Do you know what I mean? She's done a whole thing with them. Anyway, I'm just going to say that. So, but what happens is that a part of our brain that's very in charge of law of of identifying a loss and how big a loss is and whether that's going to affect how that affects us gets very triggered when someone leaves us. So we are suddenly upset. I did a whole thing on why you obsess about your ex. Okay. So we start all this brain chemistry starts happening. Literally your brain gets hijacked. So, and the part of your brain that has, uh, is in charge of memory, which is your hippocampus it actually starts to act differently so that you are remembering things better than they were. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cause that's part of how all this circuitry, I, I that would be a whole podcast. So I'm not going <laughs> to get too into the brain chemistry, but just, you can go listen to that search on my website. You know, I, I think I have a YouTube video on it too. Why are you obsessed about your ex? You'll find it in a minute. If you want to hear all the brain chemistry, but there is. 
And so that's what happens. So now, right, I'm like, oh my God, I have to have this person back. I, I have this huge loss. What was I thinking? Oh, I was crazy. I'm remembering all these fabulous times. We've all done this, right? You get back together, but your brain was lying to you. Mm -hmm. So now I'm back with the person and all the same things are there. So just know, and especially the more kind of crazy an ex is to get back with you, the more they're actually, it's like they're drunk. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. high on these chemicals. So just on your side, it's hard because you're, this ex is finally acting the way you wanted them to yeah. all along. And it's very hard to go, well, you know, no, but please know, go watch the videos. Please know this, this is not real. And mm -hmm. it will go away, but it's mm -hmm. brain chemistry and they got hijacked. I'm so sorry. It mm -hmm. sucks for all of us. Yeah. Um, another question. And I wanted to answer this, but I'm letting you answer this. How do you prevent someone from losing interest? <laughs> oh, that's so cute. You, you don't focus on that. So, right. What did yes. I, right. Exactly. Feel those. We have the same conversation. The beginning of the podcast. What did I say? You, if you're focused on someone not losing interest, think of that. Number one, your brain can't do the not. So actually what you're focusing on is them losing interest. Mm -hmm. Your brain doesn't do the negative. Your brain can't think in the mm -hmm. negative. So instead, I want you to focus on what you do want. So it's not that I don't want my partner to lose interest. I want to have... Uh, Oh, so much fun with my partner. I want to have a relationship where we're, there's new things we're discovering all the time. I want to have, do you see this? You're thinking about what you do want. And then you could even talk to your partner about that and you could come up with things. We do know that novelty is a very big deal for the brain, newness. Mm -hmm. And so we do know from the research that couples who do new things together, uh, it's a bonding. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's oxytocin, vasopressin. We get all the bonding hormones when we do that stuff. So I often, like I had a couple not long ago. Well, this is before the pandemic. It is long ago, sorry. Um, and they, I had them take ice skating lessons together. We had like a ice skating rink here and they were laughing because neither of them had ever skated. It has to be something neither of you has ever done. So they both took lessons together. You know, it was yeah. really fun. You know, couples take ballroom dance or something. That's actually very bonding because it's new for both of you. But it has to be, and you know, in an easy way, you can go to a restaurant, go to, you know how you go to the same restaurant mm -hmm, or order the mm -hmm. same food? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Number one, try a different restaurant. Yeah. Just try something new. Number two, if you do go to your old restaurant, pick something new off the menu. Mm -hmm. I know you have your favorite. Go to something new. It, Believe it or not, and share it together. These are little ways that you can keep sort of those kind of hormones going. But again, focus on what you do want, not what you don't want. You will, you're going to break up if you're focusing on not losing mm -hmm. them. No, no, it's, it's, it's very yucky energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Phil, will we do Got one me. more or we'll just move on to the next section? Um, let's just do just a couple okay. more and then, Perfect. yeah. Okay. Okay, I love these. They're so yeah. fun. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Uh, we've got, is it okay to stay on social media with an ex? Uh, I think absolutely. And again, because it, it's, but it's always about the deal you make with yep. your partner. Mm -hmm. Right? And I will say this, if your partner though is very jealous of your ex, I, that's a, that's not a compliment. It's a mm -hmm. warning. Jealousy is a warning. Because, right, it's a fear-based emotion. So it doesn't mean they love you. It's got nothing to do with love. So you really have to look at that. I would also say if you're, you have to think about what you're talking about with an ex. I, I do have a whole thing on micro-cheating also. <laughs> uh, and it's not just your ex, with anybody. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. If if you're saying anything to your ex or to anyone else that you wouldn't want your partner to see, mm-hmm. then that's not good. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it, so I I am not a fan of partners having you know looking at each other's stuff to check uh, all that kind of crap. I hate that. It's terrible. Again, it's looking for what you don't want over mm-hmm. and over, and, and you will find, will find it. some like, of it. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> don't look. So I'm not about that. I'm just saying from you, from a personal standpoint, if my partner was looking at this conversation, would they feel comfortable? It's interesting. I just recently had a, a woman I met, um, a love, wonderful lesbian woman I met, and she and I, we loved each other. We were like really, and we like really became kind of fast, whatever. But she was very attracted to me, and she kept saying it, <laughs> and she was flirting with me like very overtly, and. I ha- I realized if a man was saying those things, I would not be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I knew, and I realized if Gary heard that, he would not be okay with it. The things she was saying to me. Yeah. So I had to tell her, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, this is crossed the line. You know, we need, and we're fine. And she's great. And she totally gets it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you really want to think about that. And I do. I use that as a filter sometimes. Yeah. If Gary saw this, what would he think? Yeah. Or I, I've used the term of if they were doing that and I, saw them doing that mm-hmm. would i be okay with it you know yep. yeah Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, and then the final one uh how do you as a woman let the man make the first move uh what tips to signal him apparently. Oh, <laughs> oh you know my gary never would have made the first move <laughs> I- I think men are often clueless when it comes to this. And so it's very nice to just have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I know it, I think it's sexy. I I know sometimes people think, well, you're just getting it. So it should just be spontaneous and in a moment or whatever. And just say something like, you know, just say it. Like, how are you, you know, how are you feeling about me? Yeah. What's what? Hey, what is our attraction Mm -hmm. level? Where are you at? You know, ask. It's okay. He'll tell you or not. And to me, though, eventually, I just think it it can sometimes be a big, it's an ego, right? Like even the fact that women want men to make the first move. And I Mm -hmm. totally understand that because the way society works and all that. I I get it in a lot of ways. There is still a thing that if a woman makes the first move, it means sex is Mm -hmm. on the table. You know, there's a lot of hard misogynistic things in there. But, But beyond that, it is also about putting yourself out there and the idea of being rejected. Yeah. yeah. So if you're asking a guy to do that, then you need to do that too. Put your own vulnerability on the table and better for you to know if you're in the friend zone or not anyway. Yeah. So I, I think talking is very mm-hmm. sexy. Yeah. Communication is key, as we always say. I've heard that before. You should make a bumper sticker with that. That's brilliant. Hey, everyone. So we're just going to take a little break to talk about a podcast that we'd love to listen to. So here we go. Don't let a breakup beat you. Use it as a launching point to design the life of your dreams and have fun while you do it. Sometimes you just need a reminder that this too will pass and a little inspiration to get you back on your feet. That's why we are sharing the X-Files podcast with you. The hosts Janice and Claire are both breakup coaches who will show up each week to discuss all things breakup and dating related with a lot of laughs and a little bit of science along the way. Check them out at X-Files with a PH wherever you listen to podcasts to help you heal from a past relationship, build confidence and get back out there in a magnetic way no matter how rough your last relationship was. Now, back to the show. Yeah, please. 
I, I feel like um, a lot of people end up getting back with their exes because they've not found someone else to move on with. What's your thoughts on getting back with an ex-partner? Is it bad yeah, news? I hate getting back with an ex. I think what? it's, I, I hate to say it this way, but I think it's always bad news. I, I shouldn't say it's always. If you've done therapy, if you have both done therapy and you have really gotten to what was what and you come to a new place, I think it can be great. I would say in my 37 years of doing this, I have rarely seen that happen. Mm -hmm. And instead, people get back with an ex and the same old resentments are there, the same pat negative patterns. Because again, <laughs> think of that. I haven't found someone new, so I'm just going to go back here. Mm -hmm. It, it mm -hmm. tells you immediately that it's not a good thing to do. It, it's, it tells you immediately that really you should you think about it, you know, then that means you should really be doing this work on yourself more. Yeah, because you broke up for a reason, didn't you? Yes, <laughs> we, did. we all do. We all break up for reasons that are probably very good in some ways, maybe not on top because we, you know, do crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's broken without really doing active work on it. And I don't mean to just say a therapist is the only one who can cure you. I mean, what active work, you know, where you're really doing real work on this issue. Otherwise you're, you're settling, which when you just think of that energetically in your body right now, like, Oh, I'm, I'm going back. Cause I can't find better. By the way, I don't want to be that person that you come back for. Cause you couldn't find better. Yeah. Ick. <laughs> I deserve yep. better. Right. And, and you deserve better too. You deserve better too. So for me, I've always, when I closed the door, it was closed. Like mm -hmm. I was, that was it moving on, you know, but it's also because I have a lot of positive expectation that I would be in another relationship. And a lot of that is really what it is. Think of that. If you're, if you're thinking that it's not going to happen, I will tell people that first and foremost, if you really want to find a partner, then that should be the only thing in your head that's possible. Yeah. There is nothing else possible. The, the idea that you're not going to find a partner doesn't even exist. Doesn't even exist. Because otherwise, you are looking, you're, you're, it's like you're focused in a negative way. I, so if, you, if you've ever, so when I, I learned to drive a motorcycle many years oh, wow. ago. And the first, yeah, I know, because I'm, I'm really, I was really cool when I was young. Uh, <laughs> you're still cool now. <laughs> I, I, I and the, I remember the instructor, he said to me, if you get nothing else, get this, wherever you look, is where the bike's going to go. Mm -hmm. yep. so you have to make sure you're looking at where you want to go, not where you don't want to go. And you know what? That's your life. Yeah. Yep. That is your life. I had that when I was driving a car as well. When I was learning to drive a car, they were like, look in the direction you want to go and the car will go that way. And <laughs> magically it did. <laughs> so yeah, well, it makes perfect race sense. Race car drivers say that too. They say that the one thing they never do is look at the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like no matter what else they're doing in that race car, you know, going around that little circle, they are not looking at the wall because they're going to crash into the wall. But people do this all the time. I'm going to be alone. I'm never going to find anyone. Uh, all men suck. Mm -hmm. Women are this. Men are that. And oh, and so here's what happens in your brain. So let's do that. Let's let's go to what's going on. So we have something in our brains called our reticular activating system or our RAS for short. And everybody has this. Yep. It is the RAS. It's part of your four basal ganglia, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's in your, it's in your brain. Mm -hmm. I think I've heard so of it before. <laughs> you, you should have. I, I mean, it's really, it's like some great kept secret. It shouldn't be. The yep. RAS is basically a filter, 
between your conscious and your subconscious mind. So anything you think about consciously, the RAS sends it as an order or an instruction to your unconscious to look for that thing. And the easiest example I always give is if you've ever bought a new car or thought of buying a new car, right? Yeah. All of a sudden you see them everywhere. 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 Like, are they making gray BMWs? Like, oh my gosh, they're (laughs) everywhere I look, right? Well, that is your RAS at work. Now, so that's an easy one. Uh, I will tell you too, every time I was pregnant, it's like pregnant women were everywhere. It was like a population explosion. I didn't, and now I never see pregnant women. I, 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 I don't ever see them. So, but so if I thinking in my head, men suck, uh, you know, you can't find a good man. All the good ones are taken. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. get told all the time, you got the last good one, Abby. You got the last good one. I'm like, I did not get the last. He's not a unicorn. I, I did not. I love him dearly, but I didn't get the last one. So, but do you know what I'm saying? So your yeah. RAS takes that. So that's an order that you're consciously thinking about and sends it to your subconscious to look for that thing. Mm-hmm. To look for if you're in a relationship and you think my partner's always nagging me, guess what? Mm-hmm. That's uh, be- so all I'm going to see. And here's the, the scarier part of this. Your RAS, because your brain is so economical and efficient, your RAS will filter out anything that doesn't match. Mm-hmm. So if you meet a good man or a woman, if you uh, if your partner is complimentary and appreciative and saying thank you, you will you're it's, it's like you're like Teflon for it. Your RES will filter it out. And that is why I always get these conversations and every single person listening has had this where, you know, you, you'll say to your partner something like, well, you don't appreciate me. And they say, I just yesterday I thanked you for this. And last week I said yes to this. And I was telling you how great you were. And you're like, no, you didn't. Or, well, that's one thing. Or Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, it doesn't count. It somehow doesn't count. It's because it is not, your RES has filtered that out. It hasn't really processed that in your brain. Along with that confirmation bias I mentioned earlier, right? Where I'm going to prove myself right. And you're screwed. Yeah. You're screwed. Because it just all adds up and stops it. You see it? I mean, (laughs) so the number one thing you have to do, whether you're in a relationship or not, is to focus on what you do want, not what you don't yep. want. End of. End of. So if you are, you know, I don't know, if you're coming into the kitchen in the morning and it's a mess because your partner didn't clean up last night, even though they promised they would, and you just get all up in that, then it's going to really explode. So instead, you have to think, well, what do I want? Well, I want a partner who shows me appreciation with action. I want a partner who uh, I want to be in a relationship where uh, I feel a lot of love all the time. I want to be in a relationship where I'm just where we just love to do things for each other because we're like tripping over each other for that. Mm-hmm. And as you start to do that, you start to feel better. You just do. Yeah. So now if I go to my partner in the morning and, you know, maybe crawl back into bed because because he was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jerk. (laughs) Uh, While I crawl back into bed with that, you know, then you can come from a different place and maybe just, you know, so maybe you snuggle up, maybe you have some morning sex. That'll always put someone in a better mood. Right. Uh, And, you know, then you can really say, you know, it's, I'm having a hard time. You know, the kitchen wasn't clean. I don't want to get into this with you. What else can we do? Yeah. Well, how else can we do, we do this so this works differently? But do you see the difference as opposed to going again, complaining about the problem? And by the way, if you've complained about something more than once, 
I tell people all the time, do you want to be correct or effective? It's the old happier right. But I used to ask people, do you want to be happier right? And they said both. So I had to be more. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now it's correct or effective. But it's actually even better because you're right that, yeah, your partner said they put away the dishes and they should, right? But is it effective to ask over and over if it's not happening? No, Mm-mm. right? Exactly. It's not effective. So what could you do that would be effective? Oh, I could ask a different way. We could talk about why that's hard. We could hire someone to clean every morning. I don't know. Whatever whatever it is, but if you, you know, at our job, no one does this because you'd be fired. Yeah. Yeah. If you had something you couldn't do and you just kept doing the same thing over and over to try to fix it, you'd be fired. So, but we don't do that at jobs. At jobs, we're like, oh, I better yeah. get thoughtful about this. You know, I better talk to Bob from accounting or I better, you know, we start to really think it through. But for some reason in relationships, we'll just say over, pick up your towel, pick up your sock, do this. You always leave this out. You never do this. You always do this. We'll say it over and over. I don't know what magic you think is going to happen on the other side of that. Nothing. So your first things first is to keep focusing on what you do want. And if you're single, mm-hmm. that means really thinking about over and over and I'll tell you even, I know this isn't where we're supposed to go, but I'm going to go here anyway. It's fine. It's we can go wherever. <laughs> we're going to have fun. So here's what I really want you to do. So if you're single, I just did this with a client the other day. So she, cause who's, who's very single and doesn't want to be. And I said, and she can't, the problem is she kind of can't even imagine this guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a client who loves coffee, which is funny because we were talking and I said to her, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, you know, close your eyes and picture right now you're lying in bed and, you know, picture yourself in the sheets. You got, you try to engage all your senses when you do this, like really how it feels to lie in bed, you know, how your sheets smell, the whole nine. And, and you're rousing from sleep and you smell coffee. I, it's your favorite brand and it smells so good. It's wafting through the house and you hear him, your man you know, walking to the bedroom and you have a little smile on your face because he's got your coffee and you know he does. And he puts it on the bedside table and you can smell it and you still have your eyes closed. You're you're just so tired, but it feels so good. And he sits and you feel his weight on the side of the bed as he sits down and he starts to rub your back a little. And he's like, good morning, beautiful. And you're you're thinking, oh, and he smells so good. He's got that great morning man smell that you mm-hmm. love. And it's so nice to feel so loved and so cherished by this small, small act. And it feels so good. Do you see that? Yeah. That's what you picture. Yeah. That's what you do. Where with this great woman or guy, what are you doing? Are you out laughing at a bar, at a pub with some friends, you know? And And she's getting along with everybody. Your mates love her and you're playing darts or something. And you've got to picture it. You have to see yourselves doing it because that's really how you start to get your brain Mm -hmm. focused on what it does want. It's kind of like manifesting, isn't it? It really yeah. is. You yeah. know, I, I, uh, I always get a little nervous with law of attraction stuff with people because they're <laughs> like, ah, but it's brains, but I'm giving you the brain chemistry behind it, yeah. why that works. So yeah. that's why, you know, it, it is real that your brain doesn't know the difference between imagining something and doing something. And again, remember the confirmation bias. So if this is what I think is really happening, that this amazing man brings me coffee every morning, or that this incredible woman is beating us all at darts at the pub, uh, and I'm, I'm loving watching her, you know, then guess what? My brain will start to try to confirm that. It will yeah. start to try to create that. My RAS will be looking for that thing that I just had an order to look for. So when next time I'm at Starbucks and I'm getting something and the guy I've never noticed before who comes in every morning at the same time, 
Do you know what I mean? He's there every morning, same time, but I've never looked at him because he doesn't look like my type. Uh, and he somehow says something to me, which he always does, but I ignore him every morning. Because <laughs> I'm like, who is that guy? Why is he bothering me? Because I'm so busy on Tinder. Uh, you know, I'm so busy swiping on my phone that I haven't looked up. And, you know, we start ta- talking. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yep. I like that roast too. Oh, do you yeah. like? Oh, yeah, I love it. Do you see? Final thoughts. This segment is called Final Thoughts, where we've reached the end of the episode and we take a look back at what we've learned, what we're going to take away, or what we just found a little bit funny. And now we have our final thoughts, where we, it's a part of the show where we give one thing that we've learned, or one thing that we're going to take away, or one thing that we found a little bit funny, and then yeah so jane i would say um because i'm in a relationship and i'm very much coming from work and i'm quite look i'm tired and then just kind of feel like i don't welcome my partner as much as i should so i love your advice of just like like greeting each other at the door and it can i know that that will take away all my kind of stress and make me feel good so moving forward i'm definitely definitely going to put that into practice so thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. I love that. <laughs> Abby, what is your final thought? Well, it's funny because I was thinking it from that, that first of all, I just love all the, it, all of it. The two of you are <laughs> thank fabulous. You. <laughs> thank you. Um, and I was, I, one of the things I took away, I thought I should do, my assistant's always telling me I should do more segments on the podcast and because I don't. And I'm listening. I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> it's so cute. I have segments now. So I took that away big. That's awesome. um, and then the thought of really, which I wanted to add to that, um, it reminded me that the setting intention is, you know, before your partner even comes home and really thinking about how you want to be when they walk in the door mm-hmm. or how you want to be when you walk in the door, if you're the one out. And I'm telling you, people pick mm-hmm. up on that. And I wanted to just say a final, final thing that our conscious brains process information at a rate of 50 bits per second. While our unconscious brains process information at a rate of 11 million bits wow. per second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people hear what people don't hear what you say, they hear what you mean. Yeah. So when you set that intention and you greet at the door and that energy is all there, that's what people are really picking up on. Whether whatever else you say or whatever else it is, it doesn't matter. It's really about aligning those things. So. That's amazing. I love that. And Phil, what's and then- your final thought? Yeah. Mine. Uh, I I love the reminder about the RAS filter because I knew about it, but I completely forgot about it. And the way that you put it, it's, it's perfect because it just makes so much sense that all these people on social media, if they're constantly looking at all these bad things and men hate this, I hate men that, hate men this, it's just going to go in there and go, yep. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I'm so excited. So, Abby, if our listeners want to find out more about you and get a hold of your book, where can they find you? Everything is on the website, abbymedcalf.com, which I'm sure you'll link to in the show notes. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's with a D, it's English. I was going to say, Medcalf. yes. It's my, it's my, it's my married <laughs> name. My, my maiden name is Kleinwax because my parents are from Poland. So, mm-hmm. very different. I was like, oh, Medcalf, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in for Medcalf. Um, <laughs> 
So yeah, it's uh so abbymetcalf.com and the everything is there. I mean, everything is there. Yeah. And lots and lots of free, great information to help you have uh, good relationships. Like that's my that's my jam. Perfect. That, that's where I'm going right after the show. <laughs> great. That's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It has oh, been awesome. Yeah, Absolutely loved, loved it. <laughs> Yay. Just okay, amazing. Good. Hopefully next year we'll Yay. do it again. Yes. <laughs> and to everybody that is listening, thank you very much. And I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh Abby has also got her podcast, like she said. So go have a listen to that as well. Thank you. <laughs> Great. And bye, bye everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more, you can follow us at Unhinged and Mumbled Up or Swipe Forever After. And if you want to send us an email or check out our website, it is www.uadu.co.uk. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 